This is Straight Ahead with the 606 Club of London and David Lewis. Thank you. 
charismatic voice of Tony O'Malley who's with us at the club this coming Friday and on Tony's impressive CV are stints with bands such as the jazz funk outfit Kokomo and also the iconic band 10CC. Hello and welcome to this week's 606 Club Straight Ahead show with myself David Lewis. We have got two hours of great music and of course conversation and speaking of conversation our guest on the show this week is composer, instrumentalist and singer Rosie Freighter-Taylor who last week just released her brand new album and we'll be talking all about that in a short while's time. But one of her big influences, as we will hear on interview, is George Benson. And here is Benson from his uh, 76 album Breezing with Affirmation. Thank you. 
Clement Magère's Wildcard have had a busy year and they've just released yet another single. I think that's their third this year. And they were kind enough to send it over to me to play on the show. This time it features on trumpet New York City-based Grammy Award winner Morris Mabetta-Brown and on tenor sax, former guest on the show, Binker Golding. And here is their latest single called Definitely Maybe.
Really loving the heat and the energy of Wildcard at the moment with Montmagier's band and the featured artists on that. Their latest track definitely may be Word Trumpeter, Grammy Award winner Morris Mabetta Brown and on tenor we had Binker Golding. And uh, last Friday proved to be a very popular day for releases. Joe Harrop released her latest single, Rosie Freighter Taylor, our guest on the show this week, from whom we'll be hearing shortly, released her new album, Bloom. And finally, Nigel Price, the album Wes Reimagined, and we've been playing tracks on the show over the last few weeks, was released to the public, and it's met great approval. Really, really uh, happy for him on that, because it is a fantastic album, quite possibly his best to date. If you've not yet checked it out, do. Uh, it's one of his finest albums for sure. And from that album, we are going to listen to Twisted Blues. Thank you. 
Twisted Blues, a track that you'll find on Wes Reimagined, the brand new album from the Nigel Price organ trio. You can add it to your collection now, and the lineup is Nigel, of course, on guitars, Ross Stanley, Hammond B3, Joel Barford is on the drums, Vazilla Sinopolis on tenor, Tony Kofi, alto, Snowboy is on percussion, Calamau does the string arrangements on the album, and features on trombone too, and an album well worth adding to your collection. So I mentioned this coming Saturday, both Alex Hitchcock and Zosa Cole are with us at the club. I've got tracks on both of them on the show this week. First of all, we've got this from Zosa Cole. This is On A Misty Night.
was Zosa Cole, who is with us at the club this coming Saturday evening, and we're here from Alex Hitchcock, who is on stage with him a little bit later on in the show. But now it is time we throw the spotlight on our guest for the week, singer, composer and instrumentalist Rosie Freighter-Taylor. Her brand new album, Bloom, was released last Friday, so we're going to be playing tracks uh, from that around the interview, and let's start off with a track that she released as a single earlier this year, and this is Better Days. You're listening to me, David Lewis, on the 606 Club Straight Ahead Show. If you want to know what's happening at the 6, check out the website at 606club.co.uk. Are you lonely? Are you blue? You tell me something new Are you weary at the thought of me? Can't you tell? I think I'm fading. 
Rosie, hey, how are you? Hi, David. I'm not bad. Thank you for having me on your show. I'll be looking forward to this. You've been you've been mighty busy, haven't you? I was lucky to get a hold of you, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I try I try to get back to, to everyone who who gets in touch, you know. I think it's important I mean, yeah, not to get too big boots. <laughs> and you're one of these names uh, that just seem to be cropping up everywhere at the moment. And it happens. I was interviewing Sophie Alloway the other day. And I said the same to her. I said, suddenly I'm just seeing your name everywhere. And it's exactly with you. I'm getting through press releases. You're either on people's work. Uh, I think the first time I came across your name was with Daniel Kasmin when he was on last year. And I'm sure you did some collab or played with Daniel. I'm sure that, or he was speaking about you. And, uh, really, and since, I, I, and since then, I have never played with Daniel, but that's a bit of an honour that he, if he mentioned me. He certainly <laughs> but, did. Um, and, and, uh, and I've been having some great sort of the new breed of jazz musicians on, on the show. And uh, so it's been fascinating picking up just where we're going with the music now into the future. So I know that you, both your mum and dad were professional musicians, right? Mm, yeah, they're both they're both musicians. It's very um, it's a it's the the freighter Taylor Industries um, <laughs> at home here. Um, yeah, the, the legacy continues. What what style of music were they playing? So they're uh, my dad is a drummer. He he does a bit of everything really. He has a a big band, mm-hmm. and they played at the six oh six. We were just saying, um, yeah, and that's very much sort of Buddy Rich esque. Um, my favourite big band in the whole wide world. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Until You'll a few weeks ago, him. I played a track of Buddy every week on the show. For, uh, so for like six or seven years, the show's been running. Every week on the show, I used to call it Buddy's Bit. And it's only recently dropped. And I've had Kathy Rich on, so I'm very much a rich Amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's like talk about sound of my childhood. Like that uh, big band, Buddy Rich. And I mean, I, w- I went to Nigel for like a long time and um you know big band is you know funnily enough quite a, a big part of my my musical upbringing um yeah and then my mum's a singer and she sings in the big band she uh yeah she's taught me singing we we work together a little bit and they also have um a folk world jazz band which um I've played in since I was 13 or 14. All um, of this starts to begin yeah. to come together now and understand the style of music, which we'll talk about later on. But your style exactly, of music clearly yeah. is infused by your upbringing. So there's always music around the house then, yeah? Absolutely. Um, yeah, talking about like world, like Tanya Maria, uh, George Duke, Herbie mm-hmm. Hancock. Um, my, you had a good upbringing. A lot of folk. A lot right, of folk. My, your parents. <laughs> I know, right? My, my, yeah. Yeah. My dad did a lot of folk gigs as well. And I think I was maybe four, three or four. We were like on tour in Italy. Um, and I came, I went with them. I was apparently very well behaved. I was a very, very good child to be in a tour bus with apparently. But um, yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, a, it couldn't get any more classic than that, really. Are just a, a very musical Are you um, an only child? Household. Oh, have you got siblings? I'm an only child. Yeah, no, I'm an only child. Um, so, so it's quite a close-knit group. So how does it go then when you're the offspring of musicians? Was there any kind of expectation or pressure? Did they try and leave you towards music? Or was it simply because you saw it around the house from a very young age? It was almost a natural morphing yeah. for you. 
they probably pride themselves on saying that they they never pushed me which is true it's completely true and um, you know I, I went to went to normal school I, I did normal GCSEs normal A-levels um yeah and I I was actually very into that you know I was very into that 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 sort of academic thing for a while like reading and everything um but ultimately it's like yeah I, I think it it's just it's just one of those things isn't it you're like you it's hard when music is so um, innate, you know, mm. to to not do it as much as you love other things. I think it's something about the arts, something about creative industries. You sort of have this burning desire to express yourself. Um, so yeah, I I, I auditioned for the academy, um, and yeah, I, I that's where I've been for the past four years or so. I'm about to leave this year. You started off on guitar and bass, didn't you? And ukulele, funnily enough, so all the strings. Yeah, yeah, all the strings. Um, I start. I actually started off on drums. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be pleased to know. So drums was my first instrument. Right. Very s- swiftly followed by uh, guitar and bass and um, yeah, and ukulele actually came a little bit, little bit later. I was a little bit older, um, but yeah, drums and guitar were were quite strong for a while. Um, and I know you said that it was a, you know, it was a, not a musical specialist music school that you went to. Presumably, I'm, I'm gathering you, you would have done music A level before you went on to RAM, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I did music A level, but you know, my, my experience of, um, you know, academic music in the school system has been god awful. Like <laughs> my whole, my whole childhood up till sixth form. Um, yeah it, it's like terrible teachers no funding you know that sort of thing um but in spite of that you know there's there's so much going on being brought up in london um what part of london were you brought up in out of interest so i'm i'm in north london right. in enfield yeah. yeah yeah um very very north very north very london. north yes yeah it's not uh, people complain that's how far north it is. <laughs> yes, get towards Watford, um, it's so far north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. You, I know we mentioned, and we'll come back to that in a moment, that you were a long time with Nigel, and I think Tomorrow's Warriors as well. But did you sort of do the county band route as well on the way through? Or how, what was your musical progression as a, a very young Rosie? So I I, I did the, the whole uh, rock guitar thing, had a bit of a phase. I was in a few pop and rock bands as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I, I would say I... I sort of county thing I did like uh like my local music center yeah um go there every Saturday um and yeah it, it, I mean I wasn't I was young when I when I started Niger I was 13 mm. um and you know I'm it's funny how I'm still pretty involved with them to be honest I just I just did the Ronnie's live stream um as part of their sort of Niger presents thing they they sorted that for me and you know it's funny to think so I'm I've just turned 22. You know, that's almost 10 years. That's insane. I know, it's such and a like, age. We've already spent a decade yeah. with... And it's a it's a fine institution. I mean, it's wonderful. So you're obviously very close with Mark then, I take it, are you? Yeah, well, I mean, funnily enough, I've never played in the in the main band, ironically. Um, I've, I think I've sort of... Uh, I've just... I, may, I'm, I went from, like, starting out in the, the jazz, the... the jazz ensemble which is one of the bands that's and, right and then yeah. sort of going on to to teaching and working for them um sort of traveling around the country delivering workshops and stuff mm. so that's sort of my main involvement with them at the minute so they do yeah. give an awful lot back to the community don't they around the country in normal times they, they're very busy i know yeah i mean they in in the the facets that i've been involved with them you know um 
they they are doing good stuff you know you can see it and um yeah yeah it's it's um I was gonna say something I've completely forgot but <laughs> and have you been with tomorrow's warriors as well I, I I seem something seems to make me think that you've worked with tomorrow's warriors too yeah briefly briefly I was I was with them um sort of not long before I started the academy I was uh I did a few few months or so with them I'm quite close with Gary Crosby yes um yeah. Yeah, and it's just, a, I guess it's a little scene there of musicians that I sort of know and have played with quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've mentioned you've been at RAM for the last three, four years. This is your final year this year, did you say? Yes, it's my final year. <laughs> so last year, I'm taking it must have been, because I've got a daughter much the same age, doing much the same thing as you. So I've kind of uh, seen what how hard it was to do a finals year in lockdown what was your last yeah. year like around presumably a lot of it was online well, it was well you know i'm i'm sort of you know you start you start these courses as a very different person with very different aspirations um you know to 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 the one that you are when you're leaving and that's that couldn't be more true for me really like um i started off being a jazz guitarist you know that was that was my my motivation um but but recently i've yeah i'm i'm really into the sort of songwriting thing and being sort of more of an artist uh, less of a less of a jazz musician so really it's sort of taken a bit of a back seat this this past year and I think that's that's you know that's the way it should be that's sort of the natural progression you you sort of you learn all these things and then you like you you take it and you take all these influences and you you know you start to do your own thing I'm seeing that a lot in my my year group at Bram that we're all sort of doing our own things so in that sense it hasn't been too much of a loss for me because I've I've had a bit of time to to write the album, finish the album, um, do the artist thing. So I met my manager, ironically, um, like a, about a year ago, and we've been working together, you know, a lot on on getting the music out there. So mm-hmm. yeah. And have you, do, will you be finishing this year and going on to? Are you doing a masters or are you going to quick ram at the end of this no, year? No, no more education for me. <laughs> You're done. You're done. <laughs> yes, I'm very done. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much. I'm raring to go. To be honest, I'm raring to sort of, um, to yeah, to do as much as I can, get the music out there, and uh, you know, try and try and do this this thing. Because this um, is actually your second album, I believe, isn't it? Am I right in thinking your first mm, album? What was on my mind? Yes, on my mind. That was that was my first album. Um, that was that was very much uh, sort of close knit family. So me and my dad worked a lot on that album. Uh, together and so that was yeah that was released a couple of years ago and that was sort of the yeah the nice the nice sort of flowering of the the songwriting thing um it's very folky very worldy like very becca stevens inspired um in fact i need to, i'll send you i'll send you one of, she's going to be one of my artists so i'm going to play oh wonderful um, okay uh yeah so she was she was big for me back then so um and yeah this is more of a sort of like a so so obviously i'm working with with my manager and it's all a lot more official, a lot mm. more like, you know, planned. Um, you know, we're doing we're doing a lot of good work. You know, there's only two of us and we're, you know, we're we we make a, a good team. So I'm 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 really excited for, for everyone to hear it really. Um, and yeah. I was one of the things that intrigued me, having listened to you, it, I, and it's a strength and a weakness when you pigeonhole people and put a genre around them, but you're very hard to put into a group, aren't you? You're not soul, yeah. you're not jazz, you're not neo-soul. Cue, cue every industry person feedback on my music ever. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just following the line in. I know. Apologies. Well, 
you know, it's 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 one of those things. And I've had the pleasure of talking to Becca about this herself, the the queen of this sort of um, uh, crossover, blurring the lines thing. Um, and it's it's sort of like you know everyone in the industry they listen with a with a filter of how am I gonna how am I gonna market this you know mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it's like it's it's just about the fans and it's about you know regular people who listen to the music and they don't judge it for what it is um, and you know when the fans come you know hopefully hopefully the industry follows and um, I, I think you know it it's been a bit of a learning curve for me being like why. Why, why are these people so close-minded to my music? But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like uh, you've just got to learn to, you know, you've got to think about what matters, really, I guess, and whether that's sort of integrity um, mm. as an artist or whether that's the industry feedback, you know, like, and be honest about your choice. If it's the industry feedback, then, you know, you should, you're going to be writing in a very different way. I think um, I sort of see it, I guess, wearing two hats as a, I, 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 as a listener, I try not to have too many restrictions on genre. But then as a radio host, and I do other shows other than a jazz show, it's kind of like, okay, I need to know where I can play this. So it is, it's yeah. an interesting melody. It's kind of the sort of Damocles because you want to be artistically free and create. And, and the wonderful thing with albums, of course, is as, as you progress through making more albums, they each a stamp in your career and your life at that time, your sound mm. and where you're at. And clearly the difference between these two albums is going to be immense, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it. But to be honest, the sound, the sound itself is is more, you know, has asserted itself more on the new album. I, I would say the main difference is 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 to do with just my my abilities as a as a writer and a, an instrumentalist and um, you know a producer and all these things just have it you know leveled up a, a little bit um, as opposed to like the style itself changing. I think it's it it really depends what angle you come at it from. Like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see it as a compliment <laughs> more so like more so than a negative. Like I have no idea where to place this music. Well, great. That's the intention. Like I don't want to be like anything else that has come before me. You know, that's, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to do something new. I'm trying to do something unique. That's, that's what I, that's what I strive for as an artist. So, and the writing yeah. process, how do you find out? How do you structure your writing? Have you got a, a, a way you actually go about it formulaically? Um, it's, 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 not, it's not so much formulaic for me, I guess. Um, there's a sort of trend, I suppose, in the, in the writing style. The writing almost always comes from me sitting, sitting at the guitar and, um, and singing and finding riffs and melodies and and chords and harmony um is it, it often starts with harmony you know um but in terms uh, it's sort of I'm, I'm sort of in that fortunate position i guess it's you know maybe it's maybe it's to come a few albums down the line like the writer's block but um i don't yeah i'm ideas fortunately come quite easily to me at this at this point I think I'm listening all the time to music I'm I'm very inspired by by a lot of stuff and music is so accessible you know um yeah I'm fortunate that when I you know if I if I need a song um I've normally got a backlog of voice notes that I've sort of figured out if I'm at a rehearsal or I'm just sitting sitting in my room playing you know
decides after 70 years that what he goes there for is to unlock the door. But those are brown and criticize and sleep. Fractal on that breaking wall That I see you, my friend And touch your face again the Miracles will happen as we trip And no, we're never gonna survive Unless we get a little crazy I know we're never gonna survive Unless we get a little crazy A Crazy people walking through my head One of them's got a gun To shoot the other one And yet together they were friends as soon
Rounding off the first part of our interview with Rosie Freighter-Taylor was another track from the album Bloom that was released last Friday and it was her version of Crazy. And I mentioned that my co-host here on the show, Joe Harrop, has just released her new single too. It is a fantastic single. It's going to be part of an album that's coming out later on in the year and obviously we'll bring you that when it's released. The lineup on this particular track, well, Jason Bellows on the piano, Troy Miller drums, Jihad Darwish on the bass and Jamie McCready, not only guitar, but also did the uh, mastering on the album and the single too. So let's take a listen to the brand new single from Joe Harrop, Red Mary Janes and a brand new hat. I've got my red... Mary James and a brand new hat What do you think about that? Nothing's gonna stop me tonight I've got my microphone in my hand and a fine red wine I'll leave my troubles behind Nothing's gonna stop me tonight I'm gonna whisper the blues right in your ear Sing so softly, only you can hear And every word is meant just for you Damn, ain't it funny What a little moonlight can do I've got my red Mary James And the world is mine I'm gonna kiss the sky yeah, And leave a little sugar behind Kiss the sky 
and a brand new hat a track lifted from the forthcoming album from Joe I think it's due for release in uh, August or September clearly we'll be playing it for you on the show hopefully we can have Joe talking about the tracks on the album later on when it is released and that particular track featured Jason Rebello. and I'm told there are other special guest artists on the album too so we've still got some great music to come on the show this week from the likes of Georgia Mancho and Zoe Gilby and not to mention of course Alex Hitchcock who is with us at the club this coming Saturday along with Zosa Cole but it's time we get back to our guest artist for the week we're going to play another track from uh, Rosie Freighter-Taylor's brand new album Bloom and this is her current single Just My Type Listen online on DAB and on smart speakers straight ahead with London's leading music venue, The 606 Club. Thank you. 
So Eddie's sitting here talking to you now. You've got plenty more songs already kind of notated down or at least the bones of to, to begin to work on. Exactly. Like uh, like voice notes. Um, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of voice notes on my phone. <laughs> and do you, how much of the process are you involved in yourself? Do you, do you produce the album yourself? Uh, what's, how, uh, you know, how hands-on are you? Do, or you just simply record it and hand it over to engineers? Uh, I'm about as hands-on as it gets. Um, in th- <laughs> I'm very, very in control of the whole uh, recording process. Um, I yeah, I record everything here. Um, the whole album is recorded here and produced by me, apart from two tunes. Uh, I worked with a uh, Snow Poets, mm. uh, the guy who who does that, Chris Heisen. He's incredible. I was going to mention but, his name. Um, yeah. Yeah, very, very talented producer and piano player. So we worked together on a couple of tunes. Um, you did a collab. But other a than Bloom, that... Bloom collab you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but other than those two tunes, it's all me producing it. And then, you know, God, mixing engineers hate me because, you know, it ends up, <laughs> ends up me, like, just dictating to them what they need to do. But, you know, it's it's, it's the sound and it's there's there's a lot of stuff going on in the music there's a lot of layers there's like so many guitars and different parts and it's like I know where that's supposed to be it's um it's difficult to find someone who 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 relates to that in the same way as I do so yeah at the minute I'm very very involved in that whole process so just to tick the nerd box of me are you Pro Tools Logic or Cubase what are you so yeah I've (laughs) recently I've recently started using uh Pro Tools. So the album's about half and half on Cubase and Pro Tools. Right. Um, which is quite funny. How yeah. are you finding Pro Tools? Pro Tools, I mean, it's, it's Sorry, a bit of a learning curve. People, that's one of the editing doors, isn't it? The, the music yeah. editing yeah, software yeah, yeah, programs. Yeah. It's one of the trade standards, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's obviously it's Pro, so Pro Tools is the one that everyone uses, you know, in, in studios. And so my mix engineer actually uses Pro Tools. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of a learning curve, to be honest. And um, I was very comfortable using Cubase, uh, but yeah, it was just it was it was constantly crashing on me. I wouldn't recommend it. Sorry, <laughs> they're never they're never going to endorse me. I'm afraid. <laughs> no, but you never know. You might get Pro Tools behind you, so onwards and upwards. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, yeah. So looking at this second album, which comes out, I believe in June this year, is that still the? Yeah, that's yeah. so. It's coming out on June the fourth. Um, so let's talk exciting. about that album. The name of the album. Uh, so it's called Bloom, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's out on June the 4th, yeah. And it's going to be available across all platforms, I take it? All platforms, and we've got a limited run of vinyl. You're doing uh, which a vinyl thing as well, are you? Yeah, we're doing a vinyl thing, which you can pre-order right now. Um, so there's a website called Diggers Factory, um, and we're doing a very limited run. You never know. They might be worth a fortune someday. Um, that's going to be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> Getting your hands on your own vinyl, that is going to be mighty cool, isn't it? I mean, it's going to be, yeah, it is so exciting. Just the thought of like holding it and, I, you know, this this great designer's designed really nice front and back cover and um, a little insert. Have you got, have you yeah. got, have you got a turntable? Uh, yeah, I have, I have a turntable. It's not, it, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not the greatest, but I have a good friend who's, who's massive, like digger, massive vinyl um nerd and so we're going to go round to her house when we all can and we're going to have a bit of a vinyl listening vinyl session. party yeah nothing gets yeah, better yeah, yeah. and it's i mean the singles already out on spotify and it's, it's been immensely popular hasn't it like over a hundred thousand streams or something yeah yeah so so that's the first single better days um so yes better yeah, days, that's, yeah that's sort of um 
that sort of yeah started things this whole process off for me it's the first track I worked on uh, with Eric who is my manager and um yeah it's uh, people people like that it's um talking about like you know my, my sound and and you know how it's a bit difficult to play so I feel like that that track more more so than the others on the album sort of summarize that in a in a really concise way and when did you start um, working on the album uh so the album it's sort of been about three or four years in the you know to complete the the writing uh but it's been a a lockdown project mm-hmm. you know in terms of the actually you know we're going to release this on this day and you need to finish this by then and you need to blah 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 and um and at yeah. what point of the whole process did you take management on? When did that become a part of the process? Because that must change things to some degree, I would have thought. Oh, it, it changed things immensely, you know. Like it comes more business-like, I assume, does it? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm one of those people who, you know, works a lot better to to a deadline. And, um, yeah, there were suddenly deadlines in place um, for a lot of the tracks and, you know, the album. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that was really crucial for me and he came on um about a year ago actually yeah may last year um was when we started working together. and how did that meeting come across how did you you two cross paths uh it's an interesting story actually um then I'm so glad it was I completely it. completely online um completely just just via social media mm-hmm. um so there's there's this there's another um Music manager uh, manages Blue Lab Beats called uh, Kwame Quayton. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. He has a really cool branch of his um, company called uh, Creating Vision. I think I believe I'll have to double check that. Um, but it's Creating is in Cree and then the number eight. Um, right. And he was putting on these uh, these Instagram lives. And um, yeah, Eric Carsenti, so I should probably mention his name, his, his company's called Bridge the Gap. Um, he was on there and Kwame, they were having sort of a Q&A and I was like, this guy is talking a lot of sense. And um, yeah, and then I, I, I sort of, I, I messaged him and uh, yeah, he, he sort of, he really liked the music. He, he, he really, he really got it. And, that, and that's something I've, um, I think is important, like sort of finding the people who sort of get what I'm going for, especially, especially with, because the music isn't necessarily easy to define. You've got to, you know, you've got to find the people who who get it. And he was definitely one. Yeah, and he 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 um, he's a nice Frenchman. Um, he we had a little call, and he was like, oh, you know, Becca Stevens, Lewis Taylor, George Benson, and I'm like, those are the three people. I couldn't have put it better myself. And so I was like, yeah. Yeah, let, let's do this. <laughs> enough, you should mention Benson, because I've got you know, here my, my notes, my interview notes, that I, I saw some uh, footage of you online, and your harmonising and scatting with the guitar reminded me of some of the classic Benson from sort of like the 81, 82, 83 era, when he was kind of at his absolute peak. Your talent of being able to harmonise and scat with the guitar was very reminiscent of, of Benson. Mm, well, well, I mean, yeah, that that's the inspiration, uh, he is the inspiration for for that. Um, yeah, and it's it's a huge part of my my live my live gigs, my live performance. Um, yeah, more so more so than the album potentially. I mean, there's there's more there's more scatting and soloing on on Bloom than on on my mind. Uh, but it really sort of takes flight a little bit live. I, I really enjoy enjoy doing that live, and um, a lot of people connect with it. I mean, you can't argue with with George Benson 
really. But I guess I sort of I like to try and take the concept and apply it to my sort of guitar vocabulary, um, which is different to Benson's. You know, there's a there's some of that in there. He's but you know I'm I'm inspired by. Um, it's by no means a pastiche. It was very much influences. No, I, I know, I know, I, of course. There was influences in there. So I was just wondering. You, you mentioned earlier on about the fact that you love listening to music. When when Rosie's like in downtime, not professionally, not making albums, not making music. Who do you listen to just for giggles? Oh, God. That's probably I mean, on the spot. That's probably a little unfair. But uh, I didn't know, because you've probably got a very wide range of taste. I bet you listen to your playlists on Spotify or Apple Music. Must look very, very I mean, Yeah. I mean, you can, you can actually... If- <laughs> you can actually follow it if you want on Spotify. I've got I've got one on my page and it's exactly that. It's it's mental. I mean, I can get it up right now and I can go through like the last few things I was listening to. Go on then, do that. Be interesting to um, know because people can then go and take. And yes, maybe we should get the link of right, your Spotify right. playlist on the show as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, okay, so I'll go through it. The last five things. Right, okay. I'm going to feel old, aren't I? I'm not going to have heard No, of... not necessarily. Okay, try my luck. I'll okay. be honest with you. You know that that Gloria Estefan tune, Conga? Yes. I was listening to that. Right. Okay. Right. Before uh, that, <laughs> it's a very strong start. Um, <laughs> um, my, yeah, Eric would not be pleased with me if he could hear me now. But um, yeah, so there's this new tune by uh, Mid- uh, a girl called Midori, who Eric also releases her music, um, called C. Uh, she is uh, really, really cool. She's a cellist. Um Yes. And then before that, it was Ben Howard's new album. Right. Um, very cool. It actually features a lot of Yousef days, which I find incredible. Like, but it, it's, it's a really good combination. Mm-hmm. Um, then before that, there was, oh, yeah, a band called The Story. Um, no, this sort of Americana folk uh, duo from the 90s. Um, and it's it, really cool. And then there's some Laura Marling. Okay. And then there's some of the staves, uh, little bits of, yeah, more Ben Howard, Laura and Vula. Okay, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, okay. you can check out the playlist no, if you want. That, that'd be yeah, fun. I'll that do might that tonight, give actually. you a little little bit of an idea of, of <laughs> some of the variation. And again, yeah. before I let you get on with your evening, when you're not being musical, what do you do to relax? What's your hobbies? What, what kind of things do you find enjoyment in? Um, well, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts really mm-hmm. uh, recently. Um, I really enjoy the sort of nattering away. Um, I find it very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so podcasts, I'll listen to a podcast whilst I'm running um, or whilst I'm out and about. Uh, what else do I do? Um, I'm... I'm yeah, friends. Been, I love spending time with friends. Um, you know, non-musical friends as much as musical friends. Um, it's, it's interesting yeah. you say running actually because I, I get to talk to an awful lot of musicians, and I've noticed a real change. There's a real sea change. Suddenly, fitness is actually not a dirty word amongst musicians. No. Everyone no. seems to take it much more. You know, the whole image of what used to be the the, the jazz lifestyle or the music lifestyle is changing rapidly now. Yeah, I mean. You, you you sort of you know you have a, le- a year like the year we've had and you sort of realize like you know you realize what you have to do to to stay fit and healthy and um yeah I've really taken running up this past year and it's you know really really sets my day off well mm. 
clears the head, um, doesn't it? And gets ready just to be creative yeah. and focused for the rest of the day. But you know, other than that, I'm 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 a bit obsessed with music making. <laughs> naturally, but, um, naturally, I'm, I'm one of those. With all those voice notes, is there a third album that you and Eric are beginning to think, or is that too soon to be asking that question? Um, yeah, there's a third album. I mean, it, it's it's in voice note stage at the minute, um, and sort of conceptual stage. But uh, yeah, it's uh, the writing will happen, and we'll see what what that brings. Um, I'm looking to maybe collaborate with a few people um, from a few different scenes mm-hmm. uh, on the next album, which could be cool. I'm very excited. And I, I do remember you saying when you were a very little girl, apparently, you used to go down the six and watch your dad. On the big band. I did. Eating chips yes. at the bar. Eating chips at that window seat. <laughs> That's it. I love that window at seat. The win- yeah. Well, it's the it, best one in the place. It's straight yeah. in front of the stand, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's just one, it's one of those places. It's sort of, it's very, very historical, you know. Um, and musicians. Yeah. It's a real musicians club. And the food there is actually really good too. Like yeah. Somebody yeah, on before yeah, yeah. saying, oh, the cheesecake at the six is amazing. But uh, not deviating too far into, into the food side. Of it. But yeah, it's a wonderful club. And hopefully things are getting back to normal now. And have you got many live gigs Beginning to, I know you've got one coming up at the Jazz Cafe. Uh, the Monday yeah, after this got, interview's running. Yeah, we've got we've got one at the Jazz Cafe. So that's me and Jackson Method. So we're doing a double Who I headline had on the show a couple Are of weeks you? ago. Exactly, exactly. There we go. That one is almost sold out at this point in time. So I'm not sure, not sure how it will how it'll be doing when when we're um, and our when promoters this goes out. beginning to talk to you. Have you got any more gigs coming in? Yeah, so so I've got another. I've got a gig at Ronnie's actually, the 9th of September, and that's mm-hmm. that's another double headline, um, but with a drummer called Maele Manzanza. Um, yeah, and I'm sure there will be other other things cropping up. I'm doing a couple of festivals. I'm doing Wild Paths Festival um, in October. And then I just thought I should let people know where they can find you because you're on socials a reasonable amount. It's all pretty easy to find actually. It's Rosie Freighter Taylor on Instagram yeah. at R Freighter Taylor on Twitter. You've got a Facebook page, of course. You're over on Bandcamp. I found you there as well. And your mm-hmm. website is rosiefreightertaylor.com. And it's it. all up That's to date. It. Some good images on there. And there's uh, video clips on there so you can see what Rosie's all about. If you, I guess going to your website's a good starting place, isn't it? At Bandcamp. Yeah, I'm really into Bandcamp these days, actually. That's such a good database. It's a wonderful I mean, place to yeah. research I think artists. I think Bandcamp is... is- you know, the independent artist's best Yeah, best best friend, yeah. No, I spend a lot of time, <laughs> yeah. too long, in fact, in there. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can find our Rosie. So, and we're playing music of yours from the album on the show and uh, some of your favourites as well. You're going to kindly send over so we can play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can only say it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and talking and just finding out what's going on with your life. There you go. Thank you so much. Rosie, it's, it's been, been lovely. lovely talking to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Rosie. <laughs>
finished up the interview with Rosie with another track from her album Bloom, Wasted Time. And don't forget, you can check out the album in full over on platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. This coming Sunday, we have a lunchtime gig. All gets going at 1.30. Wilma Barn is with us at the club. It's uh, the release of her brand new debut album, So Nice, full of beautifully sung standards, produced by British singer Claire Martin and trombonist Chris Traves. So I thought we'd give you a little teaser of what you can expect here at the club this coming weekend. And this is her version of Social Call. Happened to pass your doorway Gave you a bath, that's all Lately I thought lots about you So I thought I'd pay a social call Do you recall the old days We used to have them all Not that I'm lonesome without you I just thought I'd pay a social call I'd lie and say Things are just swell but to tell the truth, I haven't been too well. If you should try to kiss me, I promise I won't stall. Maybe we'll get back together, starting from this incidental, elemental, simple social call. Happened to pass your doorway, gave you a buzz, that's all. Lately I thought lots about you, so I thought I'd pay a social call. Do you recall the old days we used to have a ball? Not that I'm lonesome without you, I just thought I'd pay a social call. I'd lie and say things are just swell, but to tell the truth, I haven't been too well So if you should try to kiss me I promise you not to stall Maybe we'll get back together Starting from this incidental Elemental simple social core To tell the truth, 
I haven't been too well So if you should try to kiss me I promise you not to stall Maybe we'll get back together Starting from this incidental Elemental, simple, social call Starting from this incidental Elemental, simple, social call Social Call, a track from the brand new album from Wilma Barn, and uh, the album's called So Nice, and you can see that track, plus many others, performed at the club this coming Sunday lunchtime. The gig gets going at 1.30, and don't forget all the gig details over on the website, 606club.co.uk. So over the last few weeks, we've been playing tracks from Lara Idy along with Dave Mallington. One of the tracks that I hadn't uh, played for you on the show so far was recorded at the Porcupine Studios. It's their take on Joni Mitchell's Dry Cleaner. They keep you reaching for you while they hear fools Paradise and talk to God from the morning He said he ran a cleaning plant That cat was cranking with coins Well, he must have had a genie to live Cause every time I dropped a dime of blue But he kept bringing bells, nothing to it He got three oranges, three lemons, three cherries, three plums I'm losing my taste for fruit Watching the dry cleaner do it Just 
Straight Ahead with David Lewis.
So that was Iceman from Alex Hitchcock, who is on stage along with Zoza Cole at the club this coming weekend on Saturday evening. You can see that. And of course, part of that gig will be live streamed as well. And just before that was Lara Idy, along with bass player Dave Mannington and their take on Joni Mitchell's Dry Cleaner. I thought it'd been a couple of weeks since we played anything from the Aurora album from Zoe Gilby. And on the album, it's a great lineup of musicians, as you expect, on trumpet and flugelhorns. You've got Noel Dennis, the bass player, is Zoe's partner, Andy Champion. Guitarist is Mark Williams. And on the drums is Russ Morgan. A track I don't know if we've actually played on the show before is this, Leap to the Limelight. Leap to the limelight, spinning round. Perform like you'll never touch the ground. Tapping feet, bouncing a beat. Enchanted flight, a ballet to hypnotize Move in the moment, feel the way At last inhibition fades away Tracing steps, finding new depths A twisting turn to capture a breath
like you'll never touch the ground Tapping feet, bouncing the beat Enchanted flight, a ballet to hypnotize Move in the moment, feel the way At last inhibition fades away Tracing steps, finding new depths A twisting turn to capture a breath album that we started to play back in March when it was released was from Tommy Remen, the guitarist. It was called Duality. He performed it along with Jim Mullen. And now the restrictions are being lifted. The uh, pair are out gigging quite regularly. So hopefully you might get a chance to see them play this album for you live. The opening track on the album is a really clever bottom-over style of a standard East of the Sun. Thank you. 
Bob Junga is known to be a lover of the music of Bob Dylan and also one of the finest interpreters of his songs. Well, she's got an album that's going to be released soon and uh, the lead single is this, actually. It's the title track, Forgetful Heart. Forget for heart, 
another track now from one of my go-to albums of the moment, that of Amanda White and the Harpist, her latest album, After Dark. It's a trio album with Amanda, of course, on harp, Aidan Thorne on the double bass, John Reynolds on the drums, and this week we are going to play The Feist.
advice from Amanda Whiting. Thank you for your company over the last couple of hours and also to our guest this week, Rosie Freighter-Taylor. Don't forget, go and check out her new album, Bloom. It's available to listen to on Apple Music and on Spotify. I'll be back at the same time next week with another couple of hours of great music and another guest for you as well. But we're going to play out this week with a track from the album Quiet Is The Star. It's an album that was released a few months ago, back in March. Alan Broadbent on piano. Georgia Mancho is the vocalist. And this week we're playing out and straight ahead with When You're Gone From Me. I'll see you at the same time next week.